Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the stuff in pop culture that you consume. The stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff you find truly bingeable. And in good fashion, today we do have a guest. He's new to the podcast, but he has been mentioned here before. Uh, We've talked about his podcast. We've talked to the other part of his podcast. But today, this person you have seen on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, cameos there. You've probably seen him at a bear or leather event somewhere in this great United States or beyond, PV and whatnot. We have Papa the Bear, a.k.a. Corey, with us today in the pod. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm finally important enough that I get to talk about housewives with people. Yes, you've been <laughs> important enough. Come on, girl. Like I mean, every, you... time, every time Hunter has been doing a podcast and he's talking about housewives, I'm like, stand outside the door. I'm like, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. Yes, we need to get your, like, the unsolicited, like, critiques, the, you know, all of your in sites and all those kind of things and so you guys um okay first things first so we do have like the cameo that was him him or him so we we know this seeing on juicy scoop i know that you were like heather's favorite person of like that week and whatnot you do the choir over there at with heather gay at real housewives of salt lake city and so like tell us a little bit about that first of all I'll have him, him and him are the most important words I've ever said in my life. Maybe (laughs) other than I do. I mean, getting married, those are pretty important words, but those words have completely changed my life. (laughs) It's been, being on the show has been so exciting. It's such a good thing. I mean, like, like you need to like at least have a T-shirt. At least write it in Sharpie on a on T-shirt. It. Yeah, we're working <laughs> on the uh, the Real House Bears. We just launched some merch. And I saw our so our him him and him shirt is the next one that we're is one that we're designing right now. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I always see like your hot closet, like the little hot pocket, like like yes. spin, like, and so that's what I always think whenever I see that logo. Now. I love just, it. It, it was a total fluke one day that we called it the hot closet and just started laughing and it just stuck ever since. <laughs> I we, love. Literally record, we literally take the clothes out of my closet and report, record our podcast in there. Oh, I didn't realize that you yeah. guys like so it wasn't just an extra closet. You guys are actually like, no, we literally once a week take three fourths of the clothes out of my <laughs> closet place a little table in there with our my laptop and our microphone and everything it's impeccable acoustic yeah but it's it's hot and it's tiny <laughs> okay so um you have the podcast we have the choir so the choir with with heather gay so how did you get into that whole mix let's talk about a little bit of that, wow. about that. um so we originally met heather and dre back when the show first premiered and we started our podcast we reached out to every housewife and heather was the only one to respond 
Oh. Well, actually, Meredith Mark's team responded no, but Heather was the only other one to respond and to respond yes. She said, I am not engaging. I'm <laughs> right. Sorry. Meredith <laughs> did not engage at first, but once we met her, we'll get to that, I'm sure. She and Seth were amazing in person. But anyhow, um, um, so we met Heather and Dre at Beauty Lab to record our podcast and just became immediate friends. We clicked so well. We liked uh-huh. that. Heather and I in particular have so much in common. Heather and I, I would totally want to date her if, she, if we were on the same team. Like we would be really mm-hmm. compatible people. Um, so we just made a fast friendship, immediate friendship. We started going to karaoke together and doing things. And we, um, one year we celebrated Hunter's birthday together and Heather mm-hmm. surprised, surprised us by bringing Jen Shaw. Okay, nice. And that was the night that we all went back to Heather's house. And Heather referenced has referenced this night many a times because it was the night that we were s- sitting around the piano and singing and playing and talking about making music. It was also the night that Jen Shaw disappeared in that mysterious Uber. And the Uber thing that was on Bitch yeah. Sesh when they had like the interview with the Uber driver who <laughs> she, got, she got out of the car that she needed to stay there and she handed him more money. And like, that's, yes. that, that's a whole drama, you guys. And that was also uh, the same day that Jen Shaw brought all those sex toys to Heather's house. This is we- like so Forrest Gump, but like Bravo version. Like you guys right. were there on the ground floor of like things Wild. happening. Wild. <laughs> yeah, we actually ended up with some of those sex toys. But anyhow. Nice. <laughs> Heather was like, what am I going to do with these? So um, uh, use them, Heather. Duh. Right, right. So we always talked about creating a choir. We mm-hmm. talked about it all the time, but you know, it's hard to absorb the fact that not only have you met a housewife, because you know, I live for the housewives. I've never missed a single episode of any city except for Washington, DC. Okay. Like I live for housewives. So to be able to grab the fact that I've met her and we're really become like, are we becoming friends? Like really we're becoming friends. How does, are we, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so it, 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 it was really hard to like, accept the fact that maybe it really is something that could, that could happen. Mm-hmm. And then just one day about, it was a little bit over a year ago, actually, we filmed that him and him and him scene a year ago this past weekend. So about a week before that, I got a mysterious text saying, hi, Corey, I'm a producer of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Heather told me that you all were interested in starting a choir. Can you show up Friday for filming? Okay. That's how that, fast that, it works. Th- throwing you to the wolves. And it's just like, when you want it, they want it. And then they'll take it now. Yeah. And so. And, and then I got a follow-up Heather text from Heather saying, oh, by the way, I gave your number to so, so And uh-huh. then, so that's how it all happened. We literally had... We, we filmed that first scene on a Friday and had to have auditions within just a few days from that. It would happen real fast. And Angie and Whitney got those gold dresses together and little top hats in if record you, time. If you look at me in any scene during that audition, I look like I'm about to explode. I'm so excited. Like I love it. They came in there in those flapper dresses and top hats. I really thought this is the pinnacle of my life. Like, how does life get any better than this? I love it. I love, well, because you're like, you're you're a fan of the people. Like, that's the thing is, is you Absolutely. were, and then and, and you all of a sudden, you're like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and you got the ticket. Like, you 
you all like so and you met the occasion which is like not what everybody does because a lot of people are cut out of these things you know what i mean so that's I spent, the whole thing i spent the entire season convinced i was being cut out uh-huh you actually could not have convinced me that i was going to actually make it on to the show okay and then by the time i don't know if you noticed i wasn't at the finale mm -hmm. because i caught covid oh actually okay. half the choir caught covid so oh, the, people, the people that you see there performing for the finale uh -huh. many of them had never practiced with this before the choir director is this lovely person named sarah who heather just found at the last minute and plugged like, in that's what the choir performance was at the finale ha even heather's business partner dre she like half of us couldn't be there and i was like okay well they're cutting me out. There's no way I'm gonna be on the show. No, I wasn't there for the finale. So, but they kept you through. See, and they should have made that part of the drama though, because that's even something else. Is that you know that right. half half her people don't show up. I mean, that's that's a big deal. So, okay. You, where were Heather's producers this season? Why wasn't that part of the show? Why wasn't her writing her book more a part of the show that maybe would explain why she was so um, you know tensed up with a lot of the women this season? Mm -hmm. Like there was so much that happened that they just kind of glossed, glossed, glossed right over. I did, I okay, so real things real, like, and this is um, critique on the show or whatever, you know, um, I did fall away for a couple weeks. Like it, I did find myself like not watching weekly. And so, because I wasn't covering it here on the show. And so, you know, I'm watching everything else in the world. Um, so I would stack them, you know what I mean? And I don't normally do that to a lot of housewives, like Beverly Hills, New York City, like those are ones that I watch on the weekly. New Jersey right now, which we're gonna talk about in a little bit, you guys. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, we just we hit the ground running here because I was really excited to talk to Corey about all this. And so since he's seen the magic happen. Okay, I have a random question before we get into my 10 self-indulgent questions. Gonna change the gears here in a moment. Okay. Um, my random question is, okay, so when you are out with Heather Gay, doing karaoke what is your go-to song and what is her go-to song my my go-to <laughs> is america by neil diamond oh my so you want the crowd to participate and like you you are okay you're having a moment you okay, know so as someone who spent my life as like a choir director and as a singer like karaoke is a little bit difficult because you you don't want to take it seriously but exactly. you're a real singer, so you have to find somewhere in the middle. So America is the perfect song that people won't take too seriously, but I can actually sing and not feel stupid. Okay, my partner, actually, he's also a singer. And so, you know, trained, you know, that sort of thing in cabaret. And, and um, his, one of his go-to songs is actually, it's Neil, it's, it's Neil Diamond as well, <laughs> it's Sweet Caroline, because like, it gets people just to sing along and you don't have to be too fancy. And it's just like, just, just right there. It sits in your pocket. Wow. Okay. Now, what does Heather throw down to? What are we hearing? You know what? I don't, I'm, I own most of the time she duets with Dre. Okay. Um, I do remember one time her going up there. I don't, you know what? Actually, I don't know. I don't even know if she has gone up there by herself. She and I are having an ongoing conversation about what our karaoke duet is going to be. We haven't uh -huh. found that one that has the right range. And um, we haven't found our, but Dre and I did like a prayer for Madonna and that was pretty great. 
I'll say, well, you can always be like those people who do like Greece, you know what I mean? And it's just right there. So, like, and then you get like the whole crowd participation. Okay. So we're going to change gears. We're getting into our 10 self indulgent questions. These are my 10 quick questions that I change when I want to, because they're my questions and they're self-indulgent because they're things about the, that I like to talk about. Awesome. So my first thing that I'm going to ask you right now is what is the most recent live show? This could be concert, theater, speaking engagement, whatever. What's the last, what's the most recent live show ticket that you've purchased? So potentially that you're going or that you've already seen? I believe, well, the most one recent one I purchased was the Madonna Celebration Tour. Oh, you're doing it. You're doing oh, yes. it. I wouldn't miss, I have Madonna tattooed naked on my arm. I, I would do, I follow her. I would follow her anywhere. I find it respectable. Okay. Cause I mean, yes, the ticket prices have become outrageous. You know mine what I mean? Mine weren't bad. But, but, I, you know, I'm not rich enough to get floor seats. So mine uh -huh. bad. <laughs> but, so where, where are you seeing her? Are you seeing her? Las Vegas, Las Vegas. Oh, nice. So you're going to like a place that, you know, that you're going to feel that energy. So I yeah. love that. I just talked about last week. Cause I actually, I went ahead, like we're doing for my birthday. I'm doing Beyonce, but like, yeah. Yeah. So, but I just purchased tickets yesterday and I was very excited about this because they go on to, they go on sale tomorrow. Officially we got the pre-sale. Jinx Monsoon is doing a tour. Um, I saw her holiday show with Dela. I didn't really even talk about it here. It was fucking fantastic. Like Jinx and Dela, it was a really tight show. It had a script, it had a narrative and they sang. And at the end, Jinx Monsoon just about squeezed a little tear out of these eyes because like she just, she has this song that she sings to Dela about their friendship and and like it is it, it was the sweetest thing and it was like okay she just brought the house down and it was like emotional like that thing where you feel like if you're going to say something you're going to your voice is going to crack she took me there so oh. when she said she was doing this this show i was like okay we got to go so i'm seeing her in here yes. in san diego so i just purchased that so see you see like these questions i ask and then i like, talk about things but well, like, <laughs> she's living a life right now she this mm -hmm. is hopefully not even close to the top of her career. Like she is doing it. Like she was on the Today Show recently. Like she's yeah. like, yeah, she she's- Chicago. Um, I mean, let's face it, that last season of All-Stars winners, her Snatch Game changed her whole career. Oh, everything, everything changed. And the thing was too, is like when she showed up, it was like, oh, we know who's gonna win. This is, this is hers. This is, she's been the best one since she left and she's kind of kept this, air about her that she's on you know she's, she's just at the height of her game right now 105 percent they're selling right now at the at chicago standing room they're like they're it's 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 going off and they don't want her to leave and she's got a tour to do for herself right. she's making money she's on coin okay second question these are locations there are three main gay locations <laughs> new york la and miami slash fort lauderdale right which is which do you prefer um, New York always. Mm, okay. What is your attraction to New York? It's I'm thinking Broadway. probably shows. Yeah. Broadway, yeah. 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 I'm, okay. I'm, the, I am definitely a Broadway queen. 100%. We have so much more in common than I even like didn't even know. So maybe we're, we're long lost brothers. Maybe. So we're both so furry. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number three, this is, this is, this is probably going to have all kinds of, uh, Red tape, we're going to have a file book and everything else, because this question I'm going to ask you is very loaded and it's a two-parter. Okay. Your favorite housewife city 
and your favorite housewife ever? My favorite city is generally New York, but not last season. Okay, but I think that we we can blanket and say that New York last season doesn't count, but as a whole, the canon, the canon is you, I mean, even before I was on the show, Salt Lake City became my favorite the day it premiered. Could be because I lived here, but I just, the day Salt Lake City premiered, they eclipsed New York for me. But again, it's easy for me to say living here. Yeah, it was a strong showing. So New York is one of my favorites. It's the thing that I encourage people to watch all the time. Last week, I was like on another podcast and I was like convincing the host there. I was like, you just have to pick up New York. And if you want to go early seasons because it has that that sex in the city vibe and that kind of a thing because they were trying hard. I love that. Okay. And then your favorite. favorite, That's I mean, that's not a possible answer. But I'll say the housewife that I feel that is given the most is Luann. Oh, I love that. Okay, she's one of my she's one of my top two. Like, I mean, like yeah, she I think. went from that unlikable uppity countess, and she has had an arc. She's had more than an arc. She's had waves of arcs um, throughout her tenure through the show, unlike any other housewife. The only housewife to go to a friend and come back as a real housewife too. Like she, uh, I mean, they, they. Benched her for a season and she worked her ass off and then kept it going. So it's respectable. Yeah. She gave us the ugly of it all and ended up more likable than she was before. Yeah, absolutely. So she's, she's up there for me. I'm actually, um, have you been seeing all this news about her? So we're going to sidetrack here because we're talking about Luann already. The news about this. Okay. So she has her cabaret show that's going on right now. That was at 54 below in New York city. Um, Somebody puked on her. Right. Last last week, somebody was laughing so hard, quote unquote, this is what page sex says, <laughs> right. that they couldn't contain themselves and they threw a projectile and they got it in her hair and on her dress. Giovanni, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like feeling Giovanni. Um, but that was a whole thing. And then the next day we get another story about Dorinda being at the show. <sighs> drunk off her ass yelling at the staff there made people cry she got kicked out she was telling people i'm not paid to be here and whatnot now no go say say what you're saying saying i have never felt more betrayed by a housewife than i have by dorinda medley yeah she She started off she was immediate fan favorite she was strong 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 but she hasn't made it nice in years when she when she started chiseling away at Tinsley, oh, that that's that's when it was like okay, it's it's an unmatched you know it's you, you, it, these two people it, it's you, one's a heavyweight one's a lightweight you know what I mean and so like what are you doing and it just made her feel unlikable and it's become more messy and it's like she's one of the supremes too like she was yeah. she's one of the best housewives of all time that really oh, has done something to herself that like. She she drank her Kool-Aid too much, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And then so, but but the thing is, is if Dorinda's on my TV, I'm probably gonna watch because oh, like absolutely how, Ultimate Girls Trip, I was there. Yeah. You know? And just and, cussing at her the whole time. And I'm feeling right now too a little bit betrayed by Bravo because it's like we're hearing this stuff. Sonia's looking amazing and, and her things. Like, where are the cameras? Like, yeah. who who was the holdout? They're saying it was Jill Zarin that she was, you know, saying that she needed more money to be on the show for Legacy. And now 
now it's been shelved and now it's not shelved. We're not sure. But this past week, all these hijinks, like Luann has not had this kind of cabaret amazingness, like fodder that we're missing. It's not, it's not even being captured by cameras right now. Like, She's what's so happy that it's happening though. At least it's I know. People are talking about everyone's going to come to her cabaret show to hear her sing average at best and to watch people throw up. I have a client who we were, we were actually, we put a request into her um, for a private show. So like, I don't know. So maybe who, who knows if I'll get an opportunity to work with oh her one of these days. God. But yeah, I have somebody who, and it was like, well, who can we get that would, you know, be campy and fun? And I was like, let's go housewife. Yeah. Yeah, like, cause it's going to bring people. So right. it's a thing. Okay. Number four. This doesn't have to be your favorite housewife. We're going to stay in this housewife category because it's so much fun because I'm going to talk about this with everybody. Yeah. You guys, this is going to be a Bravo heavy episode. I'm so sorry, but this is what's happening today because I don't have these opportunities all the time to be speaking with a historian at Bravo. Like, <laughs> Air. again, Real House Bears podcast. You guys can find it everywhere. But my number four question is a housewife vital to the franchise. Who do you think is one of the most vital housewives ever who built this who built uh, this i hate to say this i mm -hmm. really hate to say it but teresa judice changed the game teresa judice put house made housewives a phenomenon the table OC flip in new york we're doing great i see in new york we're doing awesome mm -hmm. but teresa's table flip was everywhere yeah Okay. I I'm I'm fully behind that. Like I the girls who I think that are up there are Teresa. I think we have Bethany. Yeah, got, oh, 100%. Yeah. My like and like my I probably have like my top like 6, but I think it's like Teresa, Bethany, Nini. Um I think Vanderpump. Yeah, Vanderpump. And I share one spot and it's between Luann and Ramona Singer because Ramona Singer really gave us such a delusional something. And also without Ramona Singer, business, 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 none of these other women would have been doing all the franchises and all these other little things because she was one of the trailblazers on that. So that's my personal opinion. Even though MVP <laughs> of New York, my other choice would be Sonia Morgan. Oh, come on. She's the one who you'd want to hang out with the most. The you know only I mean? thing I ever want out of life is to be invited to her Sunday gay brunch. Oh, see, that would be a thing. I would love, I like, like, I want, we should do like, because her house is, I think it's on like Airbnb or v, VRBO. Like, can we do that? Please, please. <laughs> like, do, like, do that for like a pride weekend. How epic would that be? Oh, the most, the most. <laughs> that you can stand in Lady Morgan's, uh, Oh my gosh. in the front in the front area um okay number five switching gears here again your favorite musical or broadway show my favorite musical score is ragtime mm, so americana the, the musical that made me discover musicals was a chorus line yes but the musical that made me understand that Broadway and musical theater were even a thing that people did and paid money for was the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, really? Like I, I learned, I'm, I, I was introduced to a course line when I was in sixth grade, but I didn't realize that there was this thing called Broadway and there were other things like it. Uh-huh. Um, I, then... I didn't know the live aspect of it. I only knew that they were movies. Wow. So, okay. 
have you have you done any shows like when when you were in your studying and that sort of thing? What's your favorite yeah. role that you've played? Um, my um, well, my other favorite musical is Sweet Charity. Okay. And yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm never. I'm not the kind of guy who likes to play the lead because I don't like. I don't. I don't learn lines uh-huh. <laughs> due to lack of effort. So I just really love those like funny little roles that I can just come out and make a scene and leave. Okay. So I really love Daddy Brubeck and Sweet Charity. I also loved playing um Bazard and the Mystery of Edwin Drood. I'm done with you. Okay, so this is like, this is getting creepy. We are sliding doors lives here. I played Daddy Brubrook in Sweet Charity my senior year of college. Oh my God. <laughs> and a chorus line really made uh, made sense to me. My It was actually like my um, my senior year of college. I was doing an internship and I was working for a production company that put me um, actually in Hershey Park of all places and so which i've talked about here actually last week my my little co-host on i i uh, she was uh, one of my dressers at hershey park but i was spending like the summer there and you know doing six shows a week you know blah 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 and it was um this like dance show and i was stage managing and i was trying to find things in the middle of pennsylvania to like you know feed my creative and like see things and there was this little production, a traveling production of a chorus line that was like this little theater. And everybody that was in the show were like Broadway people and off Broadway that were just doing, you know, summer repertory theater. Yeah. So it was this spectacular production that I saw like in the middle of the woods, in the middle of Pennsylvania somewhere. And it, opened my eyes back up to like what theater how theater can make you feel you know what i mean because there's because there's no set there's nothing you're just it's story it's dance it's music you know what i mean and so it was so it's so funny because we have like all these like little some similar things ragtime is not a show that i've been like huge into but i understand you're like loving the score yes Uh, yes and then I'm not like an Andrew Lloyd Webber like head, but I respect Family of the Opera, even though I've never actually seen it live. Oh. Which I need to, I know I need to do that. And I know that's like bad that I haven't, but it's, you it's, know. A, it's a, quite an experience. It's quite yeah. an experience. I'm gonna do it. I know I'm gonna do that because I've actually was reading recently that the theater that Fan of the Opera is based on, you know, the original opera house mm-hmm. is now you can stay the night in the opera house <laughs> like they you can what? stay yeah they they have like put suites into like the boxes and you can stay the night it's like this new thing that they're revamping to kind of get people to back into the theater into the seats that's amazing yeah crazy crazy thing okay number six what's a beauty or health product or activity that you need that you binge that you crave that you had to live by yep. all right i'm not great at this i'm not great at skincare in particular uh but I will say <laughs> this is mm-hmm. um, when we first met Whitney Rose and Justin, when we went to their house to record our podcast, she gave us all kinds of at the time it was called Iris and Bow. Yes. And so she gave us all kinds of Iris and Bow stuff that we're still like we're still using partially because, again, I'm not faithful to it, but partially uh-huh. because it lasts that long. And she had this really awesome eye cream that almost completely took away my crow's feet and my puffy eyes mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm assuming she has a wild rose beauty version of it too i love i love i love um okay so my little health thing that i'm gonna like throw out there today and i'm just is like we're gonna get really really personal guys i feel mm-hmm. really 
comfortable with Papa the Bear. So I had random doctor appointment this week, you know what I mean? Just to like, go check yourself and all that sort of thing. And so, and I've been really faithful with like mycelium husk usage, just because like. That's a new one for me. Uh, That was going to be my other thing to talk about. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you guys know pure ferment and that sort of thing, but now, you, you know, but get psyllium husk and get it from Amazon. You get the capsules, that sort of thing. And so, and if you learn how to take it with your body and it just kind of takes a minute to kind of get into like your groove, because like, are you a four pill a day person, two pills, blah, blah, blah. When should you take it? So when you, once you learn that it will change your life. Okay. So like, and then it will. And so, and then I had, um, so I have like some new doctors that I'm now seeing. So I have a new like general and a new, you know, um, and so she sent me over and she was like, well, since you are a gay man and you bought him, blah, 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 it would be good that you went and saw, you know, a colorectal surgeon, that sort of thing, just to just take a, take a, a gander, blah, blah, blah. Clean bill of health and everything. It was the most crazy experience because like, you know, you've had yourself like checked for like prostate and that sort of thing. But this was like a different kind of a check. It was like for like hemorrhoids, blah, 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 blah. And, um, so I get there and I have new doctor that I meet, he's wearing a bow tie. Okay. So like a doctor in a bow tie, that's a whole new like, like thing. <laughs> and so, and then it's like space age, like equipment inside the room and everything. And I, um, they give me like this, like paper skirt to wear. And he goes behind like this curtain. And like, he's like, okay, so you just like drop your pants and everything. Just put the skirt on and then like bend over this table. And then I'm going to make the table move. So then I like, put my knees on the little bottom thing and then he like pushes the table and then I'm like ass six feet in the air head down <laughs> like all the way yes. I'm like I'm like is this like a circuit party like right. what <laughs> and then he was like so perfect that like he was like okay so I'm gonna rip a hole in the paper and then you're gonna feel my my hand on your skin he ripped a hole exactly where my hole was and like was like it was like immediate like he just like no. like like yeah he like heat seeking missile it wasn't like second guessing or anything so it was a whole experience and the thing is and it was just like okay and then you know and then he's like okay i'm gonna put my finger here i'm like okay <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so i was texting with dr carlton yesterday i was like was it weird that it felt slightly erotic <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Like, I, that reminds me of another product that I started taking again, that I took years ago. It's called Royal Velvet Deer Antler. And okay, what is this? Velvet, it's a velvet from deer antlers. Okay. It gives you a great orgasm and thicker cum. Are you serious? I've tried Where? it before and it worked and I thought we were out of it. And then I just found out a few days ago that we, ha- we still had some. And I'm like, yes, I'm so glad to be to have found it again. Is this something that you purchase at like a food and wellness, a Sprouts, a um, or an adult actually, bookstore? It was one of those things that my husband was given some free to promote on his social media. So probably online. Oh, wow. Royal Velvet Deer Antler. Okay, you guys. So there you go. Royal Velvet Deer Antler and psyllium husk. And you will be ready for a good weekend. I'm just saying. Absolutely. Yeah. But learn how to use it. Okay. Number seven. Are you watching Drag Race right now? Yes. Who's going to win Drag Race, in your opinion? I'm um, the mistress. I'm going to say the mistress. Okay. I like that. She is so unapologetic and so pageant and, like, she's hidden for me. You know what I mean? Like so funny, too. Like, mm -hmm. when... 
I can understand, like with that whole situation about who's going to get what, which scene or whatever it was, they were being kind of nasty, but they were also being really funny. And I think that she just sees the funny more so than she sees the nasty part. And I think she's hysterical and she really does a full transformation. I mean, you would never know that was her out of drag. Oh, and that titty pop is going to bring the dollar bills. Like yeah. that is such yeah. a moment and it's going to make the crowd go wild because it's just, it's it's so fun. So right now I can see her pulling in. I feel like it's Sasha Colby's season. It's very much like the season when we had, um, I don't feel like there's ever been this clear of a winner since um, Bianca Del Rio. When, I don't when, know. Like, I think Mitra is going to give her a run. That lip sync yeah. last week with Sasha and Demetra was one of the best lip syncs of all time. Truly, truly, it was. It ranks up there with the uh, Evie Oddly and Brooklyn Heights. Like it yeah, just it, that hits. So that's yeah. my top three. That's my I love. Top three. Um, and ahead. the reason why I don't choose Demetra or Sasha Colby is because I do think they kind of cancel each other out, and then the mistress has something that they don't have to offer. I just have this feeling that in the politics of the game, that if Sasha doesn't fuck up, and even if like if the, if her and Mistress stay neck and neck, you know what I mean? Um, I have a feeling they're just gonna honor this whole continental pageant background thing that she has because she's also ushering in a new contestant. Like when she, I'm sorry, that was so cunt when she was like, I know the stage, I know my song, I know this opponent, <laughs> and I know me. <laughs> like, and she's just like, come through, you know what I mean? Wow. So wow. I, lo I love this woman too. Um, Sasha's one of those people who I've worked with a bunch in the past. And so she's one of those people who, when I'm dancing at an event or whatever, she will come over and say hello. She is real deal good people. And so- She off that vibe. She yeah, I, I I can see her winning. And Anitra, like I'm just I um oh, she's, Anitra. she's she's Vegas, you know what I mean? So yeah. like there's there's just something about those Vegas queens that they are workers, they know what's up, they know their craft. I've worked with Derek Berry and Chanel plenty of times to tell you that like they show up to work. Like they are the first ones to beat to get there. They're the last ones to leave. Derek will show up and make sure that, you know, there's an after something with the, you know, the person who signed the checks. Derek will be there making sure oh, that nice. she's showing up. Good people, like respect. Okay, keep on going here. Number eight, poppers, yes or no? Um, yes. Okay. I like poppers when I edge and I, um, and just in the past probably year, have Hunter and I explored switching positions in the bedroom. Oh, nice. And that cannot happen without poppers. <laughs> Understandable. Are you are you an aerosol or inhal inhalant kind of I'm popper? An in, I'm an inhale kind of guy. Hunter likes uh -huh. aerosol. Aerosol is fun, except for if you have too much, it feels like they're screaming in your head. <laughs> like, like full on, like, I remember like I did like the aerosol once and it was just like, um, lost my head, started thinking about a concert. Like I heard like screaming, was thinking about screaming like at a concert. And then my mind went off into like this, like Beyonce, like I'll be a one. Like, and it just like, <laughs> I like lost like a good five minutes of my life. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> like, were you inside me? Um, yeah, so just, so be careful with those, with those aerosols. Okay. Number nine, we talk about our favorite foods here at Bald and Bingeable because binging, not in an unhealthy way, but my favorite food is sandwiches. What's your favorite sandwich? 
Oh, um, I do love a sandwich for sure. Um, well, I I want a whole wheat bread. I want all the meat, but nothing spicy because I'm an old man and my stomach doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I my favorite cheese for a sandwich is Colby cheese. Nice, I'm into it. But I might, you know, the cheese is going to change depending on the meat I have available. But you know, just a good old standard. Give me turkey, ham, chicken, whatever. Um, lettuce, mayonnaise. On like a white bread or a brioche or what are you, you like? Um, just... I, I like I, I like a, a wheat bread. So it could be either just a plain old wheat bread loaf or it could be, you know, like a, a roll. Nice. So just a really, just a good old Nothing fashion sandwich. Fashion American, what you grow up with. I love that. I'm a salami and like cheese person. I'm totally in. Okay. Number 10. And this is going to get us into the round of rest of our discussions here that we talk okay. about. What is the last scripted show that you binged? Um, I'm not a much of a binger. I, I'm a, I'm an old man, as I mentioned, and I do like to watch TV when it happens. Like, okay. I, 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 I so watch, what are you? So what are you watching then? Um, I um, Abbott Elementary is probably our favorite. Well, it's definitely our favorite sitcom. Um, Abbott Elementary, without a doubt. Um, I also like Home Economics. Um, I don't. <laughs> um, I had to. I have to force myself to not watch bravo sometimes so okay um, <laughs> I, I sometimes have to think about the scripted shows that i'm watching of course that we're watching the last of us okay um but i wouldn't have watched it with, uh, if hunter hadn't encouraged it but i'm so glad i did yeah especially after the gay episode we talked about it last week that the the bill and frank episode is yeah. one of the most beautiful Change episodes ever Change yeah I really wish did you ever watch the other two on HBO Max yes with oh, Molly God. Shannon and, yes. and yeah. please come back I love that I love Hacks I wish that was coming back if um, you uh, Hacks is coming back I know that they're back in the waiting room for that because right. um Pat Regan uh one of my favorite like comedians who writes for them and that sort of thing he was just a dynasty typewriter last week um but he is back in the writer's room for that like he's he's like they're so Hacks is going to be coming back the one that Gossip Girl that's like that's the thing that stabbed me in the heart because I really was enjoying that new HBO series I'm feeling like The Last of Us is going to really let us down really soon where they're going to break our hearts i have a feeling because if you watch any hbo show like your game of thrones and house of dragons they start killing off characters and i don't know how long we're going to keep mr mandalorian like uh well from what i from the video game players mm -hmm. are saying second season he'll die because of the way the game was i don't know what that means i don't know if he didn't die until like a second release of the game or something like that but yeah. everyone who played the video game is suggesting that he'll die season two yeah and they're flirting with it now because if you watch the most recent episode it's just kind of like they're like dangling him like over the precipice and so i'm loving some pedro pascal though i like, was i am now you know the funny thing i was kind of indifferent to him before but once i saw him on snl a few weeks ago uh -huh. i fell madly in love with him like he's on my list now oh, but yeah. it wasn't until i found out that he was actually funny that I found out that I realized how sexy he was. Oh no, see, I found him so sexy in Game of Thrones. He was the one who got his head crushed. Like, he, was, like, like a little grape. Oh, so and he was bisexual in Game of Thrones too. Oh, that was one of that was one of the hotter things because he was like this hot, like um king that came all of a sudden that was like sleeping with guys and girls, and he was beautiful and pressed he and was wearing gold. Yeah. Game of Thrones and the Mandalorian and The Last of Us, he is so rich. 
so rich. She's Disney money, girl. It's Disney. Uh, Disney Star Disney Star Wars. Like yeah. uh, insanity. Um, and they took off his his helmet, so he's gonna keep that role for a little bit yeah. longer. So rich. I um I love that you said Abbott Elementary. I've become such a fan of that show. That's something that we appointment watch, me and my partner, that we will watch, you know, and and sit down and and feel ourselves, you know, with that. It's we such a good show. We lose control laughing at Ava in particular, but all of them. We really love every character. Oh, Ava Janelle James, who plays that, who yes. plays that role. Have you seen her comedy special? No, I need to. I didn't know there was such a thing. It's I think it's on Netflix, but Janelle James has a comedy special. It's fucking hilarious. Okay, like totally put and and it's one of those things to put on while you're like doing other things in the house. So it's perfect for for yeah. cooking and whatnot. Yeah. Love her completely. Um okay. So as I'm like looking through here and let's talk a little bit cuz we're we're getting to our time and I'm pushing it with you here um we'll maybe run a couple minutes over if you have the moment but I have all the time you need let's talk a little bit since we talked about some bravo about the most recent season of real house of housewives of new jersey which you guys are covering right now on your show we are, we are covering i completely appreciate you guys's coverages because okay so you guys listen to real house bears because if, if you miss anything in the episode you won't when you listen to them because they <laughs> do do a complete recap start to finish they're not like me where we just bounce all over the place they they recap they are bravo historians and they like have like the red string on the wall that's taking character to character and who's fighting with who like they have that going on and they also have their little um fun anecdotes and things that they do in the beginning. So as we talk a little bit about these New Jersey housewives, Team Mel or Team Trey, where are you sitting at this current time? Um, I, I'm I'm on Team Melissa and, and as far as that is concerned. And I'm on Team Trey right now all of a sudden. That's okay. That's okay. I want to normalize loving all housewives. Yes. I okay. don't have to agree with them. I've been on team Mel for years until this year. And then now it's just kind of like enough is enough. Like just you got, you got everything you wanted, Melissa. You know what I mean? Like you've, yeah. you've gotten everything. It's hard to be so. on anyone's team right now, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Cause anytime yeah. Joe and Melissa are alone in a scene, they're talking about Teresa. Anytime that Teresa and Louise are alone in a scene, they're talking about Joe and Melissa. So it's really hard to be on any team right now. I just mm -hmm. really feel like this season was impossible because they needed more time after the reunion. True. True. They really, you could, it just feels like the reunion was yesterday and we're still mad about all the horrible. I mean, that reunion last season was brutal. Yeah, they it will. The alliances keep shifting too. It's like who's Margaret with this week? You know, who is so interesting? Yeah, and then and then Dolores also sometimes you're seeing this when she puts her when she when she puts her foot down with uh, Teresa's now. You know what I mean? Like we're oh, starting to see that. Dolores is the only person other than Louis who can put her foot down with Teresa and Teresa take it. Okay, do you feel is Louis hot to you? Not at all. See, there's something weird about him that I find kind of hot. I don't know if it's because like growing up in Ohio around a bunch of Italian men like that, you know, okay. like there's just there's something weird about it that. OK, Joe, Joe Gorga is still the cutest one, I think, on the show. Well, you know, Frank's and then, Frank, oh, Frank Sr. Yes. Well, well, yeah, you guys, you guys are Bowser heads. You guys like yeah, he's like he makes a big meathead. Yeah. 
And he Frank, I'm not kidding you. Every single time we post, Frank Senior is the very first person to like our posts. Oh, how awesome! No lie, it's it's flattering for us because we're so in love with him. <laughs> he's he's he seems like the biggest sweetheart. Like um, Nelson and other friends of the show are completely they love him as well. Now, the Frank versus Paulie thing. Do you think that it's just kind of like? I think Paul needed to like just kind of throw his weight around a little bit. Yeah, like, um, we haven't had a chance to see Paulie be all that likable yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, but I get where he's coming from. I was peeping out his Instagram, and he got his face done. No, and no. and he looks he looks cute now. Like he okay. like he he uh, got the wow. he got the he got the eyelids lifted, and he did some other like little facial things, and it's like oh okay, it's cute. Okay, real things real. I do find I think all the men on Jersey kind of attractive. There's something attractive about each of them, and I think I, it's just I, I do agree. If I didn't dislike Louis' personality so much, I might find him attractive. I just didn't mm-hmm. like him, so I didn't give him a chance. I'm into meatheads with that accent, though. Like it's yeah, just like I get it. I get it. I, do. I love a good. I love a good idiot. <laughs> no, me too. I mean, Frank. Hello. Yeah. No, we yeah. did too. That's that's our kind of guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, new girl Danielle. Just as we bounce around into these things, I love her. I love her. She's Jerseylicious. I saw that she did some like MTV show back in the day. So yeah, so she understands this reality thing, and you can kind of see as she comes in. And she was smart because like she set her sights on Jacqueline as like, okay, this is my one that she gave me that little thread that I can now pull when Jacqueline when Jacqueline looked her up and down. And then I love, though, that Jacqueline didn't back off of it. She was like, yeah, she's a mess. She came with those shorts out of the hamper. I love what Jackie said. First of all, I don't do that. But second of all, I did do it to her. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And it's like, that's housewife behavior. We need, you know, I did not do that, but I did. You know, Uh, yeah, we I I, I liked Jackie and I certainly like Evan. I didn't um, you know, I know that a lot of people on social media hate her, but I I like her. I I thought she fit in well and I thought she brought drama and she brought story and she brought something. The only one who was going up against Teresa. Yeah, for a couple of years. You know who did go against Teresa was Tracy last season, though. Tracy, the new girl, the other. Yeah, the friend liked her either, but I loved her hot husband. But Mm -hmm. I also loved that she was she was willing to be like, well, Teresa, and um, talk. I was like, you're brave, girl. I don't know that I. I, I could do that. I have a friend from work who's actually met Teresa many a times. Her, her, her wife like worked with Teresa or did sports with Teresa's kids or something like that. Mm-hmm. She said that Teresa was always lovely, but when she was pregnant, Teresa put her hand on my friend's belly, and my friend just made a comment about being pregnant. And Teresa went, "Well, I'd hope so." <laughs> I love it. She, um, she goes to the same salon that my partner's cousin goes to oh, yes. and so and she would tell us like stories like back in the day so over there in like franklin lakes or whatever it is and um 
so Annette would always tell us that, yeah, so I had to get these new eyelashes because Teresa came in and they did all her eyelashes and they didn't look great. So she had them take them all off and they didn't have enough for me. So then they gave me the, the bad eyelashes and I had a bad reaction to them. And then I came in the next time and Teresa sitting there in the chair again when I'm supposed to come in, like she had this whole thing about Teresa had taken all the good eyelashes at the salon, blah, 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 when they were doing the eyelash extensions at that time. And that she got that. It was just like the funniest story. So she would always tell us these stories about like at the salon. So and so Kim D was there. Jacqueline oh came God. in and like she would always tell us all these great stories. And so I haven't got to like ask her lately, but I, I think I, I, I know I need to put that on my agenda here. Like when I talk to her is like, OK, so what's the latest going on at the at the salon these days? Um it's it's a bunch. It's a lot. <laughs> like for those those, yeah. those women, oh, and the yeah. way that Teresa treats oh, yeah. people. Jersey, <laughs> just imagine how loud it is in there. You know, it's just hard for me to be. I like again. I think Teresa's an icon. I love her, but it's just hard for me to be on our team. She's just so irrational lately. She'll mm -hmm. say one thing but mean another, or mean one thing and say something else. And I mean, just even in the reunion, Louis like Teresa, you're you're not making sense. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> so you know, I love her and worship her. At, for the status that she's earned i'm having a hard time liking her lately yeah see i i don't know i think it's maybe her kids because her kids are like they make her likable to me the okay the her whole daughter. thing did you see yeah her daughters um because she, she has so many ingredients um <laughs> but did you see this whole thing with joe gorga and joe judice in but in the bahamas they yeah. like all of a sudden they like met up okay like why are they both in the bahamas at the same place okay so why what was this meeting for who was this yeah i was curious about i mean joe judice lives there now yeah but i was curious as to why joe gorga was there and why they were i mean did they just run into each other at the airport it just it makes no sense and so and then the whole post was like joe gorga saying you know we've been through so much and blah blah blah, blah. and so but you know family family what and then Gia comes in and she's just like, you've done nothing but say shit about my father for all these years. And now you take, you know, it's just like, it's not stopping. It's not, no, not stopping. Well, I mean, we like, can see on the show that Teresa and Louie talk about the Joe and Melissa drama with the kids. Yeah. Whereas last night or the other night, Joe and Melissa asked the kids to leave while they were talking about Teresa and Louie. So the kids are just staying riled up about it. There's a there's a age difference though too though I think between Teresa's between Teresa's and and Joe's kids it's just it's sad to see but at the same time is it's like I if this that. if if this is the the destruction that's in your family then let's just what we got to pull somebody out of here and what we're doing now is is that we're getting this ushering of these new housewives who are sticking and and. I know that Bravo wants to bring in all this young energy. So they had Jen Aiden with her little kids. Okay, her daughter is a star. Jen right. Aiden is a star. <laughs> like in her and her loves to be on TV, doesn't she? She you can just tell. Like she's like, I have my beautiful nose, not like your fake one. I mean, like just everything she says is gold. Yeah. Um, and then now we have Danielle with her daughter. Okay, that art show cutest thing in the world what? yes we were we're like i didn't know i couldn't have said those names when i was that this is kaczynski and this is jackson pollock and it's just like okay so there's like a whole thing going on there and it's just showing us that like danielle's gonna be like great tv like we're like she she's planned and she's loaded okay danielle on the other side though too when she says they're gonna say something about my house being being small and they come in oh it's so cute, cute. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I like Rachel Huda too. I like, I think she's a great addition. She is. Her husband could be so much hotter. And oh I know God. you guys, you guys talked about it last week on your show about the, the upper lip hair. And did you yes. notice it this week? Cause I know that, yes. that Hunter noticed it. Yes. Now you did. And did you see in the flashback picture where he didn't have that crazy mustache? And, and he's he hotter. A million times better. Oh my gosh, a million times better. When he showed up to the the final scene of the episode this week, when all the guys are there having their shots and everything, and his his facial hair looks like he got like a clipper mistake, you know what I mean? And so it was like all the way down. And it yeah. was like cuter. He's already cuter. Like, please, like, yeah. let's do this. I like I like having the eye candy. If you're gonna give us the men, I want a little bit of some some meat to look at. I agree. <laughs> so I agree. Okay. Anything else about New Jersey that you want to like get off your chest before I move around to like some other topics as we. Um, no, not really, but I do, but I will say that my favorite Bravo singles have come from Melissa Gorga. On display, on display, my on display. My favorite is actually Rockstar. I don't know that one. I don't have yeah. that one in my head. I love that. Uh, do it like a rock star. Put your drinks up. But my, I love that song because she says a line in it there in the song. Um, something along the lines of kiss somebody if you want to have grab somebody and kiss them if you want to have fun or something like that it's just a really ridiculous line that i really love and it, and are you familiar with work done by melissa gorga portia williams and sonia morgan no um okay i will dm you the youtube after this okay it's the greatest housewife single of all time it's uh, them as a trio and it's actually a fiber one commercial but uh -huh. it's a music video and it's called work done and i promise you that once you hear it you were going to listen to this song over and over and you can even get it on itunes okay we're giving it to our our, our people right now because we'll pick this oh, up it's, and uh, in the video tamra and dorinda make cameos I have never heard of this. I'm gonna. It's going to change your life. Okay, we have a real Bravo story, and you guys, he taught me something new about Bravo. I'm loving this. Tony Morgan. <laughs> okay. I'm in. Okay, so I don't want to get like hit for like 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 legal, okay, but like right, right. Okay, I've never heard of this. And like the thing is, is and I'm like somebody who too will like listen to like Money Can't Buy You class or oh, like Keeks de la Vie, you know, and and even like Erica Jane's like stuff has been like oh, has yeah. been fun. She has a remix. Um, Erica Jane has a remix of one of her songs with Flo Rida. Mm -hmm. Get it right. I think the song is called Get It Right. Awesome. I, 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 most most housewife singles are on my playlists. I wonder if Erica is coming out with new music because you see this new picture that she posted yesterday of her in the Dom top T-shirt with like yes. the, uh, the high waisted pants. I mean, I welcome it. Those last singles that she had before all this shit went down were bangers. I mean, they were so good. Yeah, I've needed time away from her to like really appreciate her again, even though. There's like some some problematic stuff that's going on now with like the LA Times came out with this article about her versus Marco Marco and the fraud and blah blah blah. Like, and it's just like, what is this craziness that keeps following these girls? Like, come it's on. It's insane. 
Okay, speaking of the music situation and Bravo, I'm going to just bring this up too. Kim Zolciak, have you seen this whole thing about her? I like, have. It, the house what? is in foreclosure or something? It makes me sad. I don't want to see anyone lose their home. I mean, no. you know, so, I, Kim Zolciak is a complete, I mean, just an idiot. I didn't watch Charlie for the Party, but of course on the Housewives I saw her. Um, but I don't I don't wish that upon her. I mean, it, it's so all over the news. They're asking her daughters about it in the airport. Like, uh, if they're really getting their home foreclosed on, then let's not make it worse. On them. They're, they're saying that she has a gambling problem that she burns through $100 bills. No. That's, that, that's, that's the latest report. No, I like, learned something new. Yeah, so there's that's the latest report is that she's got a gambling problem that she just sits down and lives in Vegas and just like burns through hundred dollar bills and that's where oh this, my god I thought it was things. on cartons of cigarettes no it's just it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all that yeah she wants a duty free cigarettes um that's probably the same thing though it's probably does that and like solo cups it's like solo cup cigarettes and slot machines that is pretty much yeah, right there that, that that's what would come in in her like multi pack um. Yeah, but so I just saw that with with her, and it's just like, come on, lady, you have like seventeen kids, and you had how many years on a TV show? Like Seriously. invested, like at least something here. So, Tardy with the Party was not my show. It was one of those like you watch it when you're on a flight because you're on a Southwest flight, you can't get anything else. That's when I would watch Tardy for the Party. Yeah, <laughs> like it's for me. It was just like if I it was a Saturday, and when I turn the TV on, I just again I do watch live TV, so mm -hmm. I just turn it on Bravo and whatever's on, I just watch it and but when i'm in a hotel room below deck is always on yes yes if you go to a hotel turn it on bravo somehow no matter what the programming is below deck will be on <laughs> see i always have the luck of like my my things that i always bounce between when i'm in a hotel room are like the bravo like below deck or it's like something else that's random um it'll be bravo below deck Usually E Sex in the City movie is always on whenever you're in a hotel, right. like one of the Sex in the Cities. And then um Law and Order. You will always find a Law and right. Order SVU, Olivia Benson. She's my goddess. Like she's always somewhere. That's yeah. a show that I'm still watching live now. Like that's yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. That, that, yeah. I'm completely like still obsessed with her. And like this week is supposed to be like a new episode of Law and Order with Bradley Whitford. They're bringing his character back and they're doing oh, like wow. something. Yeah, they're they're trying to get their Emmy nominations this year. So they're okay. doing like they're like Law and Order is really trying. You can see okay. like for like for, okay. for acting credits and whatnot. Okay. Um, are you watching any of the Miami girls? Are you I love that? Miami? Are you kidding me? They're the strongest cast on TV right now. It should be Bravo. It shouldn't be on Peacock. 100%. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It's um, this week is getting this week got dark with this whole thing with Alexia. And now I'm always going to forget her name. It's not it's not Julia. It's Julia's girl. It's Adriana. Adriana. When Adriana brings up this thing, it, it was like this cute episode the whole time, like getting her on and off. And all of a sudden she's like, brings up like, okay, your son got into like, what are you doing? Don't talk about the kids. That was ugly. You know, Adriana, it's, she's pretty transparent um, when she's trying to make drama for the camera. Mm -hmm. um, and that was one of those moments where she made a really bad decision. Very, very bad. Who's your favorite on that 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 series right now? Who, who are you loving? Oh, Marisol. Who we're just who we just get just enough of because if you think if she was a real housewife, we'd be like, okay, 
You know what I mean? But now, we did get... you watch the first few seasons back when it was on Bravo with her mother? Yes, yeah, with yeah, Elsa. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that was really what sealed us in in her mind. I miss from the original Miami, um, Leah Black. Leah Black. Yeah. Leah Leah Black was made for TV, and she doesn't need I think it. She makes a cameo in a in the next episode. Oh, nice! Because I know I that she saw something on my phone about that today. She apparently lives like a block away from Kathy Hilton or something like that. Oh, and nice. so, yeah, so they, they so want to like. I have Sirius XM radio and listen to Radio Andy most of the day. And mm-hmm. she's always on Jeff Lewis live. She's on there all the time. Yeah. So I, I would like her to pop up a little bit more. That's like some of these girls now are starting to move around. You're kind of seeing like Cynthia Bailey moved to L.A. Like, can yeah. we pop her in as a, as a Garcelle friend? Please. Can that Please. can that happen? Please. And then I, I know we're getting Taylor over on OC this year. Yeah, so we're getting right. Taylor, Taylor Armstrong is making is making a switch over. And then I saw this past week or okay, you saw that there was the um rehabilitation of the friendship between Jacqueline and Teresa from New Jersey. Yeah. So those two they ended up meeting. So I was listening to Carlos King's podcast. So Reality with the King. And he had Jacqueline on this past week. And she says that she has no interest of doing any more housewives. And she's not even potentially going to be on a New Jersey because she's moving out of New Jersey. She is moving next month to the OC. And the rumor is, is that she's moving to Cota de Casa. No way. (laughs) Yeah, that's the rumor. I don't know if that's true, but that's a rumor. But she did say on Carlos's podcast, yes, she's going to Jersey. If you can give me some Jacqueline with a little bit of the energy of uh, Gina, I think we might have something. That's like that Jersey energy. Controversial. I love Gina and Emily. Okay. I did not like Gina until last year. And Gina, when Gina Gina took off the the extensions, she became a new girl to me. And I was like, I'm in. I'm in on this girl. I I did not love her before. I don't think Emily elevates herself to where she should be you know what i mean like emily could be a heather gay type player in this but she doesn't alpha out at all well but notice the season that tamra wasn't on there emily started to Mm -hmm. emily started being the shit stirrer she was the one that started having all the funny one-liners she was the one that was starting to really show her boss bitch side because tamra wasn't there so i'm Mm -hmm. really curious i can't wait to see their dynamic this upcoming season now that tamra's back i like the fact that we got tamra in there to throw bombs at heather dubrow because Heather Dubrow is so sealed up and perfect and calculated. And I mean, she got HD on every single fucking, you know, hanger. You know, this woman, she plans things. She's so housewives, though. She's so housewives. And we just took all that time for this house and now they're selling it. It's on the freaking market. It is the number one most expensive house, I think, in California this year. Or, or in in the OC, it's like the number one most expensive in OC and three in California, something like that. Like where no it doubt. comes, no like doubt. where it comes to like the rank or like however that like sits. I'm just like like insanity. That money, like plastic surgery, did well for them. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I I can't even begin to comprehend that kind of money. It's it's insane, and they live like in a mall. Um, okay, so we took touched a little bit of that. On that too, though. Okay, so with the OC, since we're already, like, since we're kind of in there, we're doing this like Bravo everywhere. Um, how do you feel about Miss Shannon Bador? 
Are we feeling like this? Has she? Is this? I don't know that she has a lot left that's going to be new and interesting, but she's she's just good TV. She wasn't one of those rare housewives that come in several seasons later and just become as solid as the, you know, OGs. She mm-hmm. feels like an OG, you know? Yeah, she's like, she was like Dorinda, like she just came yeah. in mesh. But she I don't know so well. if she, I don't know if she has a whole lot more to offer. I'm really excited about this season. I'm really excited about seeing, because, you know, they even brought some Vicky back for this season. So I'm really excited to see what it does. Well, you saw this thing too, that this man broke up with her. Yeah. Right when they were done filming. I was like, okay, we're done. Bye. Like, why couldn't you have done that while they were filming so we could see that? <laughs> well, that okay. Let's okay. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about the breaking Robin. up and why. And why are we? Yes, Robin. Robin motherfucking Dixon from Real Housewives of Potomac. Do you think she'll be back next season? Here's the thing. She kind of she ruined the show a little bit at the end. I mean, we weren't even in the. If she would have came out with this information after the reunions aired. I think it wouldn't feel like this, but the thing is, is like, she didn't talk about the whole season. Then she comes out with these huge bombshells and the season's over and it's not going to ever be addressed. So like, what are we watching the reunion for? Why do we care? You know what I mean? And so we we're seeing though that like, what's her name? Um, Mia has completely exploded her life. Like, like her, her businesses, her best friend, she has no regrets for the season. It's like, girl, have some regrets. Like, yeah, you might need a few regrets. Yeah, take take a couple regrets, take a step back and let's, you know, assess your situation. But right now it's not looking good. And when she said that she didn't have any regrets and I'm thinking, what is Jacqueline saying right now? Like, yeah, that friend who's like I'm, sitting I'm back excited there. about um, this Sunday's reunion and then watching Andy. Gr- like, did you watch Andy grill her on Watch What Happens Live? Real Which Robin? one? Robin? Robin? Yeah. And you can tell that he was annoyed. He was I'm annoyed. I mean. I'm- what was she thinking though is it's like the show is paying you the show is your bread and butter and so and you're going to come out with this and you're going to eclipse you know the final episodes of the of the of the season with this huge bombshell that was never addressed so everything that you were pushing with with Karen and old blue eyes and everything else was coming right back at you girl like yeah. what are you thinking it was it was dirty i i i really i fear I fear that it it's going to affect her future on the show. And now they're also being sued for their podcast by Eminem. So she might not even have a podcast either. Oh, the reasonably shady. It's going to be, they're going to have to change it. It'll be like, it'll be called reasonably S. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like, like, it's just, uh, it's, 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 it's insane. Like the craziest. Here's the thing though. Um, it is one of those casts because Potomac does hit. Potomac does, does the job. Oh the girls, the girls up to work. And we have the most original cast members on this and we're like six seasons in or whatever, six or seven, seven seasons. So we have, you know, cause they have Ashley and Karen and Giselle and everything. So to maybe curb Robin for a season and just make her a friend of might light a little bit of a fire to under Giselle because Giselle will need like a new second, you know yeah. what I mean? Like a new, yeah. a new side. Cause it's kind of like the whole Erica and Lisa Renna thing is it's like, yeah. when you, when you, when you split up a freaking frack, what do we got, you know? And so Portia showed us that she still got something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When her, when, when the original freaking frack, when her and uh, Phaedra, when Phaedra, they had their yeah. pulling up. And so, which Phaedra is moving over to Mary to Mezzin. Oh, is she? I thought, I also, I heard that she was maybe going to be on Dubai. 
No, she's going to still be a friend of over in Dubai, but she's marrying a doctor. She is, she's yeah. got, she's got a new doctor in her life and she is now a cast member on Married to Medicine. She's oh. like signed up over oh. there. Married to Medicine is one of those that I've always casually watched, but I will tune in for Phaedra for sure. Phaedra Parks is good TV, man. Great. <laughs> like, she's such good TV. Ashley Darby and not getting a cent out of this marriage and two boys. She's so naive. She's so naive. Here's the thing. Maybe it's real. Like she married for love. <laughs> like, well, and that's all well and good, but I can marry. I, you know, if you're having kids and if you build up this life that once that love ends, I want to be safe, you know, especially if I have kids, it's so naive for her to have ever believed a word he's ever said. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been he's been so calculating all this time. And like and I mean, how many things can come out? The grinder photos, then the pictures of him and the girls, girls, hotel room and everything else. Yeah. And if you have an understanding and that you're open and whatnot, then say that, hey, we're an open relationship and he's allowed to do what he does. And I do what I do. And you know what I mean? But it was never she never put those rules out there. So it always just kind of put egg on her face every single yeah. time. That it's just like, okay, so what are you going to do about this? And they would always bring it to her every single season. You know, Candace is always. I mean, she's she's getting a settlement and some child support. Very much. Candace became one of the best players of the show. She's one who I used to loathe and now I love. Mm -hmm. Completely, completely. She's so quick. The whole. The whole Sesame Street, the whole like I mean her not- tagline this season really did it. Her her reads are for filth. She was so good at it. <laughs> not today, neck, not today, yes. ankles. <laughs> Candace and another housewife going back to Miami for just like Larsa Pippen is another one that turned it around for me. Like yes. I didn't like her in the beginning, but now I think she's gold. She's a new girl though. She's got a different head. I mean, she's got a new head, a new body. Like she's like, like a completely for sure. like, like like they did something, and but they when they like they put new batteries in her. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and they were just yeah. like Larsa. You had Kim Kardashian used to be your best friend. You know how to turn it up for the TV. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And and she mm-hmm. clocked in, and she's coming to work each day. It's yeah. funny because like all the women are obsessed with her, but they don't trust her as far as they can throw her. You know what I mean? Like they, they all are like, Oh, Larsa, Larsa, Larsa. But none of them want to really want to be in a room alone with Larsa. No, you know? I don't feel like any of them are. I feel like there are friendships on that cast, but I don't feel like any of them are like real life friends with Larsa. No. Um, the one who I just always think is so funny that just comes out of like left field is Gertie. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's Gertie time. Like uh-huh. I'm, I'm so busy right now. I'm doing 18 parties, and it's just like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> the only housewife of them all that I just get as close to hate as I could and wouldn't even be excited to meet would be Kelly Dodd. Oh yeah, come on. I have met her. I have photos with her. Okay. I met her. I met her at a juicy scoop taping. Um, yeah heather 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 mcdonald's you see scoop i met her and um chris vandrola on the same night i love him um and and she was so nice that night and like and it was like and i had just been coming out of like having like food poisoning you know what i mean it was like the first first day of like feeling better and i had like a ticket to go see juicy scoop and i was by myself and my partner wasn't here and i was like i'm still gonna go so i went and I had a great time by myself. So if you guys go to like live, live podcast tapings, if you don't have a friend to go with you, just go. But 
Kelly, you know, she was great. And then like two weeks later, it was just like piss everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it was just like, she just, she lost it. She completely lost it. I mean, of course I say that. And then if I actually did meet her, I'd be like, oh my God, Kelly Dodd, I love you. I'm a huge (laughs) See, and I, I am like very toxic too, because I like, I love toxic men. And I did find her, her guy, Rick Leventhal. Like I do find him slightly attractive. And I don't know if it's because of big, like the big nose thing and like big nose, big dick. Is that the whole thing? What's the nose? If you're, what's the word? If you're really into noses, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. one of those too. Yes. Yeah, it was just it's he's something something different. And then when you like hear about all their politics and like they were with the Trumps this past weekend, you're like, oh, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's that situation. OK, I'm going to wrap us here as we come through. This has been so much fun. I need to Thank have you back. Me. I will completely like if you are down, I will have you back often just so we can talk little yes. random Bravo things and everything. Yes. Um. I'm going to give my little binge recommendation this week. It's not really, okay. I have two of them right now that I'm going to throw out there to everybody. I finally watched Wakanda forever. <laughs> it's on Disney plus. Right. So now you can like, you can throw it on. Um, I loved it. Me too. I absolutely loved it. It doesn't, it, it's a Marvel film that feels elevated. It's more emotional. The, girl female power energy that you get in this is just primo the like the bad guy you hate him until you don't like it's just you know and i do find him slightly attractive because i am very toxic and i like the bad guys um (laughs) but there's that and then the other thing i'm telling everybody to watch right now is you season four it's not as good as the first seasons but it's still good you still got some twists and turns in there. That's the Penn Badgley. Um, yeah, I haven't watched that, but I did see the thing with Drew Barrymore recently where she's a big fan and had him on her show. Yeah, when Ross locks her inside of the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the room. Yeah. He. Um, have you watched any of it? Have you watched any of the first no, seasons? No, I, I, I surprisingly, I don't even know that I've heard of it until recently. <laughs> I don't know okay. if I missed it. I am so jealous that I am not you because you get to watch you. This is so weird. Um, so meta, but you get to watch it for the first time. I would say if you like a good suspenseful thriller, it is perfect. Um, each season has a new arc and like this new, like the fourth season it, is completely turned everything on its ear. So like the first season is uh, you get to know the character and his original like obsession with this girl in a bookstore. And then our second season takes us out of there into this apartment living. Then we're in the suburbs and third and now fourth season we're in London. And so I am a sucker for a like a, a a foreign setting outside of the United okay. States. So give me an Emily in Paris, give me a, okay. a, a setting in London, whatnot. Um, and then they've only dropped half the season so far. So it's like the first like four or five episodes uh, for this new season of you. And um, they do such a huge twist this season, which is kind of what got me back in. And so I would say, watch it guys i don't want to give it all away it's there um do you have any recommendations for people something that you would like them to start watching a plead if you will i guess just the the shows that we mentioned earlier abbott elementary again that if you're not watching abbott elementary you're missing a good time in your life you are and you can actually and now it's like all like hulu that you can watch like a whole season okay 
let's get to the end of this podcast today as we go through where can they find you and then we're going to talk about your crush of the week and so where can they find you you can find the real house bears on instagram and facebook at the real house bears on twitter we're real house bears without the the and then i am super bear in utah everywhere there we go and you guys will find those links and you'll find their link tree and everything inside our show notes uh other than that let's end out with our crush of the week our person place and thing that we are just obsessed with that we love this week so my person this week okay so i'm gonna go after an internet influencer and hopefully his account isn't gone because i just find him so attractive and it's ridiculous on instagram his name is tattoos are dumb his name is Durden. He is a bisexual, muscly, tatted up, bearded, cute man, very versatile. If you follow him on Twitter and on OnlyFans and whatnot. And then he's also like on TikTok. But his name is Tattoos Are Dumb. So hot. I will send it to you. Oh, um, already done. Already yes. done. Yes. Isn't he hot? Absolutely. Okay. I've seen him in, in things before, I believe. Exactly. He's delicious. And so we are loving him. My place right now, I'm going to say as Ohio people, I'm going to be in Ohio uh, in April for Claw, which is going to be my first experience at the Cleveland Leather Show over there. So if you guys see me around, say hello. But I'm going to be in Ohio for Easter, seeing my family, seeing some friends, my friend Annie, all these kind of things. So Oh, how's going to be my place, my crush this week? And then my thing is that hazy feeling you get at the end of a massage when they're like, okay, you're done. And you like are like kind of groggy and out of your head and like the music is still going and they like leave you there for a minute. That's my favorite thing right now. It's just that total relaxation bliss moment. So those are my crushes of the week. Papa the bear, Mr. Corey, what are your crushes of the week? Um, I'm going to bring back my old crush because Henry Cavill's come back to me this week. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm known for Housewives. I'm known for Madonna and I'm known for Superman. Those are my, those are my things. Mm -hmm. um, and this week I rewatched Man of Steel and it just reminded me how much I love Henry Cavill and how sad I'm going to be that he's no longer my Superman. I don't understand that decision. I don't, I don't understand. That I don't think anyone does, except for the people who made the decision. <laughs> they are they are imploding the DC franchises. It makes no freaking sense. Get a narrative. Use Marvel as your pro as as your blueprint, and then do some stories because yeah. you have this. You had Gal Gadot. You had Henry. I mean, like you had good people in these positions, yeah. and like they're just already, uh, so infuriating. Who knows what they're doing? But that's yeah. a good that's a good person. My place was going to be New York City, but we've already talked, and it was going to be partially because of Jinx Monsoon, which mm -hmm. we already talked about. And it was also going to be about the revival of Sweeney Todd with Annalee Ashford and Josh Groban that makes me excited. I but kind of heard about that in passing. I didn't realize that was real. Oh, it's opening soon. Oh, fantastic. And But since we already talked about New York, I decided to go with Dallas for the Texas Bear Roundup. It's yes. our favorite bear event in the country. We It's the most well-organized bear event we've ever been to. They really take great care of everybody. The whole day or the whole uh, weekend is beautifully scheduled and they get you from place to place. It's just the most wonderfully run bear event in the country, in my opinion. And this year, um, 
I they've invited me to uh, not only judge the Mr. TBRU contest, but also participate in the underwear auction. So if you're going to be in Dallas the weekend, it's around March 18th, come pay for my underwear. <laughs> Hello, you guys. Throw those coins out there. Get some underwear yeah. for a good cause. Yes. And also, okay, I have not done Texas Bear Roundup, but I know oh, I need to do this. So good. I mean, yeah. really. Um, Randy Flores is the uh, newer president of the Texas Bears, and they just really put on an incredible event. I can't speak highly enough about it. I love it. And then my thing is an um, Instagram about golden retrievers. Any, I'm just, if we, uh, this is the first time in my life I haven't had a pet. Uh-huh. And we haven't had a pet for years and it's getting harder and harder by the day to not have a pet. Okay. But I just put my energy into watching just sweet little, uh, a golden retriever will be my next pet if I'm ever, ha- if I have one. And so okay. I've been kind of watching how sweet they are all the time. I love that. I've become okay. So like my um you know suggested page on Instagram is all like guys, thick boys and dogs. Oh. <laughs> like it's all like just like thick boys and dogs. That's and what I need mean in life. That's all yeah. I need in life. Absolutely. So that's like the theme of life. It's the theme of everything. Okay. You guys, thank you guys so much for tuning into Bald and Bingeable again this week. We really appreciate you. You guys can go ahead and find me at Dantel Gogo on all platforms. You guys will find the rest of the information inside the description. Other than that, thank you so much, Papa the Bear. We appreciate you stopping by. So much fun. And um, good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.